Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I am a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in just under five years. And now I'm helping hundreds of pressure washers start and grow their pressure washing business also. I'm helping you so that you can be the king of pressure washing in your area. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. Are you ready to get to the next level? Let's get started. Jason Guyman here, King of Pressure Washing, and tonight I got a special guest on that's going to talk all about uh, how to get more money on jobs, how to get more, how to close more pressure washing jobs is kind of what I'm going after. But before we get there, um, you know, some people may have already seen him, was at my class last time, Um, and so from there we will get started, but this weekend... You know, I always have something going on, right? And so this weekend, I was at, I'm a a water rescue dude. I do water rescue. And we have our final training for one of um, our new guys, for divers. And tonight, you know, I always talk about mindset. It's all between the ears, right? Everything is between the ears. And so this week, one one of the tasks you have to do is you swim down a line, you have to find the tank, put it, get your air. And it one everybody did well except one person. And so, you know, in business, I used to be like when I would walk into my class that when I'd have a Donovan or whatnot, and I would look at people and I'd be like, ah, that person ain't gonna make it. That person he, you know, but I've learned that we don't always know because at the end of the day, it's all up in here. It's all between the ears. And it is even with business. And I see this so many times with business of, you know, we have self-limiting beliefs. We have all of those stupid things that keep us from moving us together and going forward. But before we get going on here, who I announce who this is, let's see. We got Greg. Hit the likes. Um, that would, I appreciate that, too. We got Pink Robin from Florida. I hope you didn't get um, uh, blown away too bad down there. I think you're more Tampa, so I think you all are all right. We got F-Bomb. We got Mr. Bobby Walker. Bobby Walker in the house. Uh, we got Columbus Cle- Exterior Cleaning. Hey, hey, gentlemen. And so with that... And and so this is what I'm going to hit on. No, well, first off, I'll let you go first here. Of who are you? Where are you from? Just kind of that general information. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, Bobby, I like the cigar photo, by the way. Um, guys, I'm Liam. I'm a copywriter. I work only with uh, in the home service space. Help a lot of businesses uh, grow their revenue through copy. Um, yeah, that's my deal. I, I write words that make money. So how can, well, I don't want to hit on that. I'm going to hit on something else. So how Liam knew Jason Guyman versus I knew Liam before that is, you remember this tool that I tell you all to use all the time? And, and, and can anybody tell me what tool that I always tell people to use to get commercial work? Can anybody put in the comments, what tool, what social media place do I tell you to use to get commercial work? And guess what, guys? It's not just getting commercial work. You can meet crazy people like Liam over here, or he can meet crazy people like me um, through this here. And so how this worked is Liam talked to his good friend. Yes, LinkedIn, you are correct LinkedIn and so I'm on LinkedIn and so Liam had been following me stalking me I guess I don't know and so from there he had talked to one of his good friends and he's like hey man you need to talk to this dude and I talked to him and I already knew him um, and so I finally we went to BBB and Liam is in BBB also and guess what we met he knew a lot about me because I'm on LinkedIn and LinkedIn is an awesome tool not just for getting commercial business but to meet other people meet other business owners and so these are some things that um, we can do by doing this stuff by following and, and doing this so with that i know i just talked a whole lot um but here's what i want to talk about so i i, I said i was going to talk about um 
how to get more jobs with these proven techniques. So how can we get more pressure washing jobs? Well, one of the things we can do to get more pressure washing is through our copy and through our words, right? Not just our spoken words, but our written words. Now, Jason has sucked for years and years about written words. I That's just not my stronghold. But Liam, that is his stronghold. So tell us, how did you get into copywriting? So writing is what I really always wanted to do. And I was in a, a very unhappy career doing IT consulting, just trying to write on my own um, creatively. And I finally got to a place where I was like, if I don't go do what I really want to do any like soon, I'm never going to do it. So copywriting was a, a really just a, a, a way to help me with my creative writing. But then I fell in love with the copywriting. I thought I would, at least I was writing during the day, then I could do creative stuff at night. But I, I just fell in love with with copywriting and was doing freelance copywriting. And this this friend that you mentioned uh, with LinkedIn, I met him smoking cigars at a cigar shop. And turns out he's a very well-known person in the home service space. And then he's like, oh, home service needs copywriters. And this is Michael Kaplan, if anybody is wanting to know. And yes, Liam likes to smoke a cigar about three or four instead of just one or two, right? Three or four would be light, a light day. <laughs> continue yeah yeah no so i started doing uh freelance work for home service businesses and <clears throat> it was a lot of like onesie twosie stuff a blog here uh, an email sequence here and then i went to responsicon uh, this past january and i was doing a talk on how business owners can write their own emails that will convert that will bring in money and I'm on stage doing this and the, they cut me off and are like, Liam, we're not going to go home on Monday and write our own emails. We hate this. Let's, let's brainstorm a new business. And so they actually took over and educated me a little bit more on the home service business. And that got the ball rolling on this different, this different kind of model for, uh, yeah, for, for her serving home service businesses, excuse me. And so with this, how has, so we know that with copy and what it can do for us can change our business, right? And it can get us more jobs. And mm -hmm. so you've worked with several companies already and how have you helped their bottom line go up by writing copy? So the, are you, are you asking me specifically for like, for the results, like kind of numbers? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've written, I have, I have a four email sequence, a drip campaign we did that generated uh, $300,000 in six weeks for a client. Um, and then a lot of, a lot of this like results driven copy is coming from the emails. I've got all kinds of case studies around that, but I've also done a lot with helping like overall messaging for the company itself so that they're, they're getting the customer to have the warm and fuzzies. They're getting into the psychology of the, the customer that's coming to their website and hooking them, getting them to stay, and then ultimately turning them into a buyer. You mean, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. You mean we got to do our copies so that we are working on their emotions and not just I'm the best pressure washer out there? Who knew, right? Who knew? People I, buy I, and, and wait, what was that other big word? The psychology. I, I, why are we working on that? I, I thought we we're just pressure washers that um, we don't need to worry about that stuff. Yeah, I know it. The nature of the beast is you're going to be dealing with human psychology and emotion, whether you like it or not. So you might as well uh, kind of take that on and have copy that's going to work to your benefit because people are their psychology is coming into play, their emotions coming into play. So you really can't ignore it if you want your copy to work for you and make some money for you. So let, let's start at the first place of our website. So what you're telling me is, is that if I don't have my face on there, it's probably not going to be good. Or if I don't show myself at all, or is that going to help me um, by showing who I am? Do you want to buy from a robot or from a person? If somebody's going to be coming to your house to, to, to wash the house, right? So having your face on there, bringing, bringing a human voice and a human face to your website is going to go a long way. People are going to resonate with that more so than, Here's the logo. Here's our truck. And we wash houses. 
So what are some other things? So what, why do we, what, so do we want to show our family too? Or is it just me and my ugly mug? Or do we want to show our employees also on there? You're, you're making human connections. That's what you're doing. And if you show your, your employees, you show your, um, your family, that's going to go a long way. People are going to see, okay, this is a human being on the other end of this transaction. And I trust them to come to my home and clean the house, clean the gutters, wash the roof. So, so what are some things on also on our website that will help get people to click it so that way we can get their information so then we can write a nice email series and touch on those emotions. But what are some other things that we can do on our main page to help people get clicked? Now, I would focus on what the value you are bringing to the customer, not just what you do, but what's, what's important to them. And, and like have your messaging reflect that. What do you mean by that? So let's say you, I'm just a pressure washer. I'm doing house washing and roof cleaning. What? I mean, that's what I do. That's isn't that well I need to put on there. You know, point out to them that there are people like the $99 guy out there and you're not one of them and what the risks are with the $99 guy that, you know, you, you don't, it's a very unregulated industry and, you know, don't, don't overwhelm them with all the technical bureaucratic information, but touch on the, the emotional components of that. Like, do you want to spend $99, have a guy come mess up your garage door because he's got the zebra stripes on there, or do you want to, um, you know, hire, you know, hire me. And by the way, we've got all the stuff in place to make sure that doesn't happen. And if there is a problem, we're going to cover it because we're, we're insured, you know, so I lost my train of thought. Does that answer your question though? Yeah. Jason? So you were talking about that. So do I need to put on there that I have an eight gallon minute machine and I have um, all this equipment that I've paid $20,000 for, or does that not matter so much? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a knucklehead when it comes to this stuff and it, it, it and I, I'm a good case study in the sense that that doesn't resonate with me. What's going to resonate with me is, can I, do, do I like you? Do I trust you? Do I respect you? And if you can talk about the benefits of, you know, soft washing versus pressure washing the roof and why that's important, what, what do I need to know about that? Right. I need to know that if you pressure wash the roof, that's going to, that's going to ruin the, ruin the roof, right. Versus soft washing. Um, yeah. So we got this crazy Canadian on here. Um, Liam helped me stamp of a, Liam has my stamp of approval. I had lunch with him in Phoenix and got him to know him on a personal level. He helped me with my response to bid videos and follow up emails, Manny. Um, <laughs> thank you, Manny. Good. Glad you're here, man. I've got a, by the way, speaking of cigars, I've, I've got a photo of Manny smoking a cigar. We we had a cigar after lunch, so he bought me lunch. I bought him a cigar. Thanks, Manny. So you know, and, and here's the thing, you know, Manny is one. He was on a couple weeks ago, right? And he was one that he didn't. It wasn't an easy setup for him. He has to turn everything into French because he's on that side of it. So he not only had to take what Liam had to say, but then he had to turn it and make it sound good in French. Um, and so, you know, and, and the, you know, the thing that I love about Manny and Manny, I give him a lot of crap a lot of times, but I do love Manny. And, you know, the thing about Manny is he came to response a bit and he took action, you know, and, and that's something that is huge. And so, you know, I, I see a lot of times we worry about what we put on our thing versus sometimes we just got to throw mud on the wall and see what happens. Right. And even, even writing copy, you know, is it, is it, are you going to be able to get it right the very first time? Or is this something that we need to try and test and try to get processes set in place so that to, we can help get people to start clicking through? Um, uh, did I lose you a little bit? Liam is part of my system processes. Uh, did you freeze on me? So, you know, hello. Uh-oh. But so this is something that I see a lot of times with people that that people struggle with is getting copy. And I hope he can come back because I want to talk to him more about it. Um, but, you know, these are things that we have to look at and we have to 
be able to make things happen. So he did, he, I lost him. Um, but you know, I don't even know where I, what my question was to you, but you know, these are definitely things that, Oh, I know what it was. Is this something that we can write the copy the first time and get it right? Or is this stuff that we need to test a little bit to see if that's working and, and, or do we need to tweak it a little bit more? Yeah. Good question. Sorry about that, by the way. Um, no, test it. Don't, don't, don't wait for perfect, put stuff out there, see what's getting responses, see what works and then, then tweak it. You don't, you don't, you're not going to get it perfect. I mean, honestly, I'm a professional copywriter and um, I send stuff and then a week later I look at it and, you know, I go and tweak it or I'd, I'd, I'd make an adjustment. So the, the you're going to make, you're going to get much farther by releasing imperfect copy and then adjusting as you go. This is a question here. Um, this is where having keywords to describe your business in less words versus long paragraphs. What's your thought about that? Don't bore customers, show them value and keywords that point customers directly to your business. Love it. I, what even what comes to mind for me is trigger words. Like if you can, if you can identify. We talked about emotion and psychology. If you can figure out, um, what do you, you mean know, some, by what is trigger words? Yeah, so trigger word would be something that when you say it, it it triggers an emotional response, a psychological process that gets people engaged. Maybe it, it triggers like a, a fear. You know, I'll, I'll, here's an example. Um, I was working with uh, Eric Kelly on video scripts. And we were talking about like the fly by night holiday lighting guy in the video. And we, you know, had the word prey in there, P-R-E-Y, not like prey like this, but like a predator, um, you know, to describe the competition who can take advantage of people, um, come, you know, take their money, install crappy holiday lights, and then not after the fact. So um, that's, a, that's a little bit of a tangent from, I think, the, the keywords piece, but I, I want to point out the trigger words. If you do have words that you think will have an emotional resonance, that can that can go a long way. But I do think like short and sweet and in, in touching on the key points of your business are going to be really helpful. And I have some thoughts about how to go about doing that, but I'll pause and let you respond or ask No, questions. I want to hear that. And yes, Timothy from LinkedIn that we are on LinkedIn. And yes, we are still live. So if you have any questions, and if this is anybody, if you have any questions about copy or anything along those ways, um, Definitely ask away. Um, so you, you want me to dig into like how to go about identifying? I think it, it go about inquiring about yourself as the business owner and your business. Because what I found is a lot of business owners are so close to the business. There are so many things that they take for granted running the business that they miss some of the details that can be really helpful for uh, the, the, uh, for a customer, like, I'll give an example here in a second. But the other thing I'll point out is I found when I was able to like learn better questions to ask of my clients, it was almost like they were writing the copy for me because they were just giving me the information. And then I just did a little wordsmithing. And then we figured out ways to to frame the messaging that, that got, got more customers, got money. So an example, <clears throat> Um, I was talking, I was working with a client recently uh, in the holiday lighting business, and I wanted him to just tell me, tell me some of the boring stuff about your business, like the inside baseball that most people that you maybe take for granted. And he talked about the custom cut that they do of the lights and like something about their process where they make sure it's done a certain way. So it's not going to be a fire hazard. And that, that level of detail, that attention to detail turned into kind of a cool story that we put on the copy we were working on because that's going to have an emotional resonance. If you're a homeowner and, and somebody's going to that level of care and that level of detail, that's saying a lot about the business. So I think as you're going and finding these keywords to put on your website, to describe who you are in a way that is meaningful and going to resonate emotionally with the customer, just like, reflect on on all the ins and outs of your business, it can be a little bit tedious, but I promise there's going to be like these light bulb moments like, Oh crap, that's good. Let's, let's do that. Let's message that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. Cause a lot of times, like you were saying, we get into our business, right. And we don't, and we get blinders on and then all we see is right here where if we can step out and get, and that's, and a lot of this has to do with working in the business versus working on the business. Um, you know, I heard someone 
actually response to bid, they kind of changed everything because they had been so much looking into the business. And then they had a company that kind of brought them in, gave them the hundred mile view of it. And they were like, holy crap, we were segregating stuff that we should have never been. You know, we were just right here where we could have been expanding because we were just focused right here. And, and I see we can do the same thing. We we might think, oh, I'm just a pressure washer. I want to do just this, this, and this. But we really need to look out and see what we can actually do and, and make us even more at the end of it. Yeah, and, and think about a world where your copy works for you. You know, where you like actually go and, hey, Chip, um, actually go and like, like actually get like a tangible feel for if your business was working differently because of the messaging that you have. Cause that happens. And I, like I, like I was telling you a little bit ago, I've got case studies where, you know, we, we did a, some, some re messaging of a lot of, in this case, emails for a client but playing on their brand, they had this pressure doctor out of Indianapolis. They have a fantastic name. You can have so much fun with that name in your emails. They got, they got about like 60 grand in three weeks um, in de- holiday lighting deposits in July, just by one following up, but then having like really solid messaging and their commercial business blew up that same month also. Um, but we, 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 we took a step back envisioned, okay, what, what is it going to look like if this copy is really going to go and work for us? And if, and when we, when I say work for us, what I mean is it's going to connect emotionally. It's going to, it's going to play on the the human psychology in a way that's in integrity, right? But it's taking that into account because people are, you know, buying psychologically and emotionally all the time. So you might as well use it to their advantage and yours. Well, let's talk about that a minute. What What do you mean they're going to buy psychologically? They, it's it's not necessarily rational, right? And and like psychology and the the emotional side kind of go go hand in hand. So you need to get them. You, you need to have an understanding to like of, of human psychology. So, for example, a small percentage of consumers buy very analytically, like kind of like the engineering, like give me all the facts and figures, dot, 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 dot. But most people are buying emotionally and it might be they, they might buy from a place of fear. So their psychology might be geared towards fear, which is for that person, they might need to know about the $99 guy. Right. But if we're talking about um, maybe somebody who's like going to get like warm and fuzzy from buying, excuse me, they need to be warm and fuzzy in order to buy, you know, the, the fear thing, the $99 guy thing may not work for them, but maybe seeing the fo- the picture of the family, the business owner and the, uh, and their family on the website, like, Oh, okay. I feel, I feel safe now. Right. But well, the psych- that kind of goes back to, right. Our, 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 our customer is probably 70% females. And so they don't want to, they want to be able to see you and they want to be able to connect with you so that you're not a big, scary dude when you show up. Right. Yeah. You know, I had, uh, so Jason, I'm just, I'm anticipating you're going to bust my balls here in a second, but I'm, I'm in North Carolina right now visiting my family and I've got a, a buddy who's lives, who's in North Carolina. He runs a power washing business and he came to my parents' house to give him a quote. He's not a writer, but he's a fantastic salesperson. You just you just want to be around him, right? And he he insisted that I just be there for when he did the quote with my parents and I'm part of the whole conversation. And I so I could kind of see him in action, you know, make sure he treated my parents right, right? Um and the way he made them my parents feel is really what got them to to buy. Now, I'm going to connect this to writing in a second. I know we're talking about like an in-person conversation, but he connected with them emotionally. He gave them information that was really helpful to them, right? Not stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, touche. But he gave them stuff that mattered to them. He didn't talk about the, the PSIs or whatever other technical detail, but what he did talk about was, Oh, well, this is how we protect your plants. 
oh, by the way, we also we cover up the the keyholes and the electrical outlets on the outside of the door. And 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 by the way, I'm fully aware of like the total bias telling the story about my parents right now. Because that, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but that that went a long way and and they he made them feel good. He gave him information that was important for them and he built that trust, right? Now, this same guy, he'll tell you he can't do that with the written word, right? But what we want to do is have our written word, whether it's website, emails, Facebook, what have you, accomplish that same thing, right? And so I come back to, okay, you're a business owner. Maybe you're not, you're not great at the written word. I love, I forget, uh, forgive me, I forget who mentioned the, the the keywords thing and keeping it short and sweet. But if you go and inquire, reflect on your business, zoom out a little bit, how do you handle the sales calls, you know, in person on the phone? That can be great material for what you want to put on your written messaging. You know, what, what are some of these details? Do you do certain things to protect the landscape? Do you do certain things to, you know, cover the keyhole or whatever those things are? Maybe you don't necessarily say though like every single one of those things on the website, or maybe you do. But what does it say about you as a company that that homeowner needs to know, right? And then now you're now you're then you can start to figure out how you're going to connect with them in an emotional way and uh, in a psychological way. No, it makes sense. And you know, a lot of times, like I said, we just a business. We're just a pressure washer, right? We're just a pressure washer. But in the reality, we're not. We're you know a pressure washer. Is a twenty dollar an hour position, you know. Working on this stuff is your thousand dollar an hour stuff, right? This is what you know. If you're willing to work on this stuff and get this right, this is where you're worth a thousand bucks an hour. Um, and you might say, Jason, you're stupid, you're crazy, but I'm not. Um, you know, like I say, I've taught many nineteen year olds and paid them fifteen bucks an hour to go pressure wash a house. That's not where the money is. This is where the money, and this is how we get more jobs. This is how we can close more jobs is by doing this stuff that we're talking right here. And I know a lot of times it can get boring and it's not fun and it's not sexy and it's not all about this equipment and, oh, look at this eight gallon a minute. Because at the end of the day, that eight gallon a minute don't make you no money if we can't figure out how to get more sales, how to get more people to click on our stuff, how to get more people to buy our stuff. And this is why it is important that we know our copy. We talk about psychology. It's not just the psychology of emotion of doing this, but the psychology of why we do packages and why we do all these other things is because there's a reason why we do this for, you know, it's not because, Oh, Jason said, it's a good thing to do. It's because there's reasons behind it. There's psychology behind the things that we do. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we think, Oh, I don't need to know that stuff. But it is at the end of the day, right? This is how we're able to, this is how Liam is able to write copy to make it sound better, to get people to click on your stuff, to get you more leads. Um, this is how, you know, and this isn't just website stuff. This is social media. How, what are we writing? You know, oh, look at this. I'm Here's this amazing before and after picture. Is that what we need to be writing on social media? Or is it? How can we, what is that pain point that your customer has that you can touch on that and you can poke at it and then we can get them, you know, it's kind of like the scratch they have, you know, they got this thing that's a scratch that their house is whatever that scratch is. And if we can figure out what that scratch is, we can give them the ointment and make them be like, oh, this is the best ointment out there at the end. Is that pretty much what I'm hitting on? Correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. And just to, just to, elaborate on that a little bit because I'd like to make hope hopefully people walk away and can have some fun with doing this and going and making a bunch of money. I feel like I got really lucky landing in this home services space because I got to be in the company of really great people. And after spending a lot of time doing IT consulting in in arenas where sometimes there's a bunch of not really value add stuff that people are buy, spending a lot of money on. I I've fallen in love and I'm not blowing smoke here, but I'm so impressed by and just like excited about getting to work with home service businesses in general. And I found like with the pressure washers, the holiday light folks, like there's a real like true value add that you're, you're providing. And I think there's, a real difference. and I think if people, like, if you can kind of sell yourself as a business owner on what you're doing 
when you go to write the copy, it's going to be so much easier because what I think there's a lot, if you can get into that generous mindset, because there's a, there's some real stuff that people need that you're giving them beyond just, you know, getting some algae off the, off the roof. Yep. So what, so what are some other things we can, we can do to help us get better at writing copy? What are some things that if we want to make, cause it's not just writing the word copy, right? It's also doing, if you're doing video copy, stuff like that, correct? Correct. Correct. And, and you're, you're asking me what can people do to get, to get better at writing copy? Or what just if we like, don't have the money to pay somebody? What are some things we can do to help get better copy out there? My recommendation is to look at the buyer's journey and use that as your checklist in reverse order. So I'll explain this. Buyer's journey is going, is the, like it sounds, it's the journey people are on to go from not buying from you to buying from you, right? You have unaware, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and then most aware, which would be like, you know, recurring customers on like a maintenance package or something, right? Now, as you go further along on that journey, the conversion rate gets higher, right? Because now people know more about you and so on. So I would go in reverse order of um, where your messaging is on that journey and start with the stuff that's the lowest hanging fruit. And that is going to be the, the follow-up sequences for your, your, your email and emails and texts start there. And I'll, I'll, I'll give tips around that here in a moment, but then once that's done, then keep going in reverse order on that buyer's journey. Okay. What's next. It's probably going to be other kinds of email marketing, customer nurture, and just chip away at it bit by bit. Because if you're looking at the entire thing of copy, that can be overwhelming. So my advice to people who are, you know, not copywriters, but they need copy and they're going to do it themselves. Start there. Does that make sense, Jason? Yep, for sure. Okay. okay. Tips on follow-up sequences or did you have a follow-up question? Nope. I didn't have a follow-up question. Okay. So follow-up sequences. Um, it, so we're talking emails and texts. Somebody comes and gets a quote and then how are you touching them after that? So you've got all your various phases don't start by with writing, start with mapping everything out. So if you've got, you know, requests for estimate, if you're doing in-person estimates, estimate scheduled, estimate sent, so on and so forth, map that out. And there, there are certain mind mapping tools. You can do it. Then figure out as you map it out, like what's a good mind mapping tool. My favorite is one called I thoughts X. I thought X. Yes. And I can, I, yeah, I thought okay. X is my life. Um, but so when I say map it out, like do just like, okay, immediately they get the, the email for the estimate sent. Then is it a day later, two days later, whatever you want to, whatever journey you want to take them on, do that, like figure out how many days that is, how frequently you're going to touch them, whether you're going to touch them with an email or a text, get that mapped out and then go in and decide. So we haven't even written anything yet, right? This is this, these are tips for non-copywriters. Then just decide what's important that they know for this email or for this text message, or, or maybe it is, maybe it is a point in the sequence where you're saying, Hey, what hesitations or concerns do you have? Right? So if, if you do all this mapping and you know the gist of each message you want to send before you've written it, you've just kind of done like a note to self. When you go to write now, it's going to be a whole lot easier to write because you've already, you've looked at that big picture. We were talking about zooming out, right? Too often I see business owners just think in terms of like one email, then the next email, and they all just kind of live in a silo and it's just, Hey, checking in on the proposal, checking in again. I don't see you on the schedule kind of a thing. But if you can map out and really an entire conversation that that is happening just with the words you're writing, that's going to really connect. <coughs> Makes sense. Um, so Scott put, um, I bought Liam's follow up in Nashville at the huge 
and have already had clients tell me that my emails are nice and friendly and are very different from emails received from other service companies. And so we, we kind of hit on this, but why, why, are they, why are they different from other email services? And I know you just literally just hit on that, but I want to hit on that one more time. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> everything, every word, every message is written by design with the intent of touching on something emotionally for that customer. We're, we're playing on that psychology and we're trying to get inside their mind. And like what Scott bought from me, and by the way, thank you, Scott. Um, glad to see you here. It's all, it's all about the customer. It's not about you, the business owner, you know, so a classic example is like of a, of a don't example of what not to do is to say, Hey, I'm so excited. We, you know, we, we can't wait to meet you and wash your house or we can't wait to meet you for the quote. And it's all about we, we, we. Now it's super easy to get into that, that mode of inadvertently talking about yourself. But instead of doing that, say, Hey, Jason, you're about to have a great experience. You're going to have a, you know, beautifully clean home. We're going to treat you like royalty. And here we go. And there's a lot to get into with that. So I want to pause for a second because I don't want to just do a, a complete uh, word vomit here. No, but I, I love this because this is huge because a lot of times when it's all about we, 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 it's all about our equipment. It's all about the stuff that they could care less about. Right. And at the end of the day, our buyer's journey, you know, most of the time, if this is why I like putting females on the phone, because most of the time when they're talking to these other females, they get talking about their kids and they get talking about their schools. They get talking about completely other things and they sell way more jobs because they're not telling about, oh, look at this eight gallon a minute pressure washer that we caught in this equipment that we're going to use this, this solution. And this solution is that, da, that, da, 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 right? Because it's not about that at the end of the day, it's about building that relationship, whether we're doing it online, whether we're doing it um, this person here asked the question, you know, what tips would you recommend for door knocking, especially for a new business, right? These are things that we're not talking about, you know, yes, we're talking about the itch a little bit, but if they want to go down a different road, we're going to allow them, correct? If they want to go down a different road if, like in the, on the, on the phone, right. You're talking like they want to talk about family versus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what's going to clearly get them to connect and feel warm and fuzzy about you. So certainly. Maybe they like UK or they like UNC and I don't know why they'd like that, but maybe they like, you know, a sports team and you have, a, they have a shirt on that says, you know, whatever sports team that is, or surely not the Bengals because they suck, but anybody else, you know, stuff like along those lines that we can start talking about and have that thing in common. Yeah. You, you want them to feel like they know you, you want them to like you, to respect you and ultimately to trust you. So they'll buy from you. Yep. Um, what are some tips um, would you recommend for door knocking? Oh man, I've never gotten that question. I've not, uh, I've not helped anybody with door knocking. Um, so I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for you to kind of uh, assist me here, Jason, but I would like similar, right? It's still the, the psychology and the, the emotional components come into play. So I would focus on making them feel co as comfortable as you can, as quickly as you can. Yeah. Like and Timothy put here, you know, looking professional, we're not going to be all, you know, things again, we're going to keep our hands in front of our face. We're not going to keep our hands in our pockets. We're not putting them in behind our back. Um, we're not doing a lot of those things that make you look a little shady and, and, and scummy. Be friendly, well-posed, um, yep. stuff like that. I agree with Chris. Um, so let's talk a little bit about email sequences, mm -hmm. how important. So, you know, a lot of times people pay, they'll pay $50, $200 for Christmas light per customer. And we will never follow up for that customer. We'll, we will never do anything along those lines. And so how important is following up and having the correct, even just following up, period. But with good wording, how, how important is that? In incredibly important. I mean, the, it's the lowest hanging fruit 
in your business when it comes to messaging. That is where the messaging can go to work for you and make a lot of money for you. So there, I, it, it's a cliche, but the leaving money on the table, you're doing it if you don't have solid follow-up sequences in place. Because that's, people have told you, hey, I've got a problem. Looks like you can solve it. I'm going to buy from somebody. And then you don't follow up. So you you are sending a message and that message is, I'm just going to ignore you. I don't care. Now, you know, we all know that it's because you're busy and so on and so forth, but they don't know that. Right. So there you've lost a big opportunity by just not following up because they they're going to hire somebody. So you need you need to have the follow up sequences dialed in. That would be my, my big urgent thing for this audience is if you don't have solid follow up sequences in place, get that figured out because you can you can really change your business that way. I read a thing last week because in my membership, I was talking about follow-ups on Monday Night Marketing. And tomorrow night, we're going to talk about follow-ups too. But we're going to talk about it with Liam because Liam's way smarter than I am about follow-ups. But they say that most people buy on the fifth or sixth time of touching them. Um, and so if we never – and it's like 80, 89% people quit after number one. Um, so they don't even follow up. 89% of the people will quit after – 81 80 it's something crazy high that if you they don't even follow up but most people don't buy until we are at um fifth to eighth touch it's the fifth or eighth touch is when people start buying and so people don't even don't even do it and so this is one reason why it's important now what we say and, and what are some ways that we can follow up should we just like email or what other ways should we be following up with them uh Written word, email and text for sure. You can also do voicemail bombs, phone, like get them on the phone if you can, you know, it, it don't know how you're staffed. Right. But um, I would, I would use like the full, all the arrows in the quiver that you can to, to stay on top of them. And, and the thing too, I think one thing I've noticed, Jason, with a lot of the, the clients I've worked with is there's a fear of, oh, I don't want to bother them. And they think if they don't get the the yes after the first email or the first follow up, that that's a no. But people are busy. People forget people, you know, like whatever. Right. And that's a big part of why you like the fifth or the sixth touch before they do that. So I would um, don't be don't don't be afraid of bothering people. If, if you're bothering them, they'll whatever. They'll throw, throw your email in spam. You're not going to like no, nothing bad's going to happen. Only good can really come from the follow ups. Yep. Um, Maddie put, or Lindy put, um, <clears throat> so I follow up with phone call the next day. If the estimate was sent late, then I send a text by the end of the week. As I say, hi, seeing you, if you have any questions, how far from there do you keep following up and what's the best approach? Really good question. Lindy. Um, strike while the iron's hot. So I would say that first week and a half, you're probably following up five or six times like over email and text, not even including phone call. And like what I recommend is going on, on the estimate sent, going 90 days total. Now you, you, you step on the gas, let off the gas at certain points during that 90 days. So it's not like 90 consecutive days of a follow-up. You know, you, you kind of, we can get into messaging in a second, but you kind of want to give them a little bit of space, acknowledging you're going to give them some, some space, but don't ghost them. And then at the end of the 90 days, <clears throat> instead of, you know, instead of just not responding or not acknowledging they haven't responded, say, hey, thanks much for giving us a shot at this point. You know, looks like you've gone with some, someone else, yada, yada, yada. So you're not going to follow up on that estimate, but you're not going to never talk to them again. That's when that's where like your your uh, customer nurture comes into play or your lost leads follow up. If you're like if you're just working out of response bid and not, not using anything for nurture, you know, you can use that decline status and response bid. So there's an element of, OK, we're, we're, we're going to say goodbye to this quote, but we're not saying goodbye to that customer. Absolutely. That, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I followed up in my business. I followed up with the phone calls and everything, I followed up seven times in 14 days. Um, I was hammering, you know, I want you to tell me go pound salt. Um, because that's cause I know that what they tell me is, is it takes five to eight touches to get someone to close. So if you only give out two or three touches, 
then you're never going to get that job closed because at that point you're going to be um, um, too late. And so that's why we want to hammer down when we're doing this. Um, following up will change the game. We sold a commercial job after we followed up once a month for a year. You know, this is not something one and done and we'd be done. And this was probably a big job knowing Chris. This wasn't a little $500 job. This was probably a five ten thousand dollars job, maybe more, maybe less. But it was probably a big job by following up for a whole year, right? And that's why we have to keep following up. And yes, on this one here, I have a client list of over 200. I'm embarrassed to say I've never um, emailed them. Um, you think there is some potential and absolutely there's some potential. You can do a, you can do a text bomb. You can do a, you can do a, or a text blast. You can do an emails. Um, what I would say is, is I wouldn't do them all at one time because your phone might blow up way more than you want it to, to, to be blowing up. So for sure. How soon should I follow up with Christmas lights? I mean, I, I would follow up immediately. Like it, the quote is sent like, like, or they request the quote, whatever your process is, I mean, in person or online or what have you, but they request it. They get a, a follow-up immediately. I even, we have it going in like another follow-up within an hour. And then, then the next day, and especially with Christmas lights, because it's, it's a pretty short and fast season. So you're going pretty hard relatively speaking for a good 56 days but that, that first week especially i think uh, I, i'm recommending about six or seven touches in the first week alone because again christmas lights is a little different than pressure washing christmas lights is an emotional buy and so we want to we don't want that emotion to get cold um, we want that emotion to stay nice and warm and uh, all cozy and fuzzies and we don't want it to go um, and, and then we're dealing with, I'm sorry to say this, but we're dealing with females and, you know, one day they can be this way and the next day they're this way. Um, I'm not saying that to get hate, but I'm sure I will, but you know, that's just, that's just part of it. Right. Um, and so we're dealing, we're dealing with the emotion. We don't know what emotion they're on right now, but that's why we got to hammer on it and make sure it doesn't get cold. Yes. Chris put, this is something, um, at the end, the email should read, have you decided not to do business with us? This will get a response every time. <laughs> I love that. And or e even, even putting that in the subject line, like a great subject line is going to hook them and entice them to open the, open the email. Let's talk about that. Cause that's, a, that's one important thing. Why, why first off, Subject line. Why is the subject line probably the most important thing that you can write before you even write the rest of the email? People are bombarded with with email. I mean, they are and they're not going to read every single email they get. So you want to increase your chances that they're going to actually click your email and open it and read it. And so the subject line needs to hook them to do that. And in some ways to do that, uh, I love talking about curiosity, benefit and proof. Those are three Where's my, where's my finger? There we go. Uh, three, three different things there. Um, if you can get two of those three in the subject line, that's fantastic. You know, so that example that was just, that was just given, um, well, that would be, that would, excuse me, that would actually be a different type of an email, but one that still is going to entice them kind of playing on that psychology where they're going to feel compelled to give a response. But if you go curiosity, benefit proof, you know, uh, I'll use pressure doctor again, a client in, in Indianapolis, you know, we, they've, They've got the Colts and the Pacers are both clients of theirs, right? So they've got something that's of that's curious, like, hey, the the Pacers love what we did for their their uh, stadium. Curiosity, but also benefit, because it implies, well, if they did that for the Pacers, what can they do for me if I'm, you know, a property manager of a an apartment complex, right? So if you can, and proof could be data, social proof, you know, customer reviews, kinds of a thing. So. If you can get two of those three in your subject line, you're you're pretty good. You, you've got a, pr a much higher chance they're going to open that email. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if they don't open your email, it doesn't do you much good to send it in. That's kind of the whole purpose of why I said that's the most important part is to make sure our email. Can, can I spin that a little bit? The, yeah. the, the it, it still can do some good to send the email because even if they're not interested now, 
but they're seeing so-and-so pressure washing in their inbox. And so now when they've got a dirty house or whatever, they're less likely to go to Google and search for your competition. They're like, oh, wait, what's that company that's been emailing me every month with a, a newsletter? Let me go. Let me just reach out to them. So there is that benefit, FYI, if people don't open the email. Any advice on how to create that warm feel and get encouragement on Christmas light follow-up? Start like right away, Ricky, make it good question, by the way, make it about them. You know, don't, don't do the, my company is the best company out there. Yeah. And what's in, in touch on a couple things. One, we're generally going to be touching on the benefits of hiring you, right? But we also want to set them up right away so that you're kind of telling a story or having a conversation with them the whole way through. And we're so we're thinking ahead as we message. Excuse me, I got off track. We're starting with um, getting them warm and fuzzy right away, talking about the benefits, but kind of letting them know we're going to be following up with more information that's going to be really helpful so that they're teed up for you to, to see the emails and the texts from you, Ricky, um, as you go along. Um, and I can... Jason, I've actually got an example, like a do a do not email and a do email. Would that be helpful? To, Maybe I don't know how we can share it, though. Oh no! Okay. Come on, a, tomorrow night. Um, tomorrow oh, yeah. night. If you're not a, if you're not on King of Pressure watching, we're going to go in detail on this on tomorrow night at nine o'clock at Marketing Monday. So if you want to go join Marketing Monday, you go kingofpressurewatch.com, um, and you can join, or you can do, um, yeah, just kingofpressurewatch.com. And you can join it there. Um, okay. I had a question here that I see pink. Jason said women are more emotional staple than men. Bravo, Jason. <laughs> um, Lindy put, uh, I, I got to watch Lindy. She probably kicked me, but um, does emails, texts, or phone calls, which have you found has the greatest impact when clients um, answer goes stale? Text. Text text is going to get the, the highest response rate if you've got somebody who's not responding. Text will be the, the best way to go about doing that. If you're looking for just one of those three, I would say do all three. <clears throat> but if you're going to do one, do text. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Why is it, how often should we be texting somebody? You know, it's, it, I think I come back to like, what have you mapped out? Like what's that journey you're giving them on your follow-ups and how does it all work together? Right? So if you're just doing texting as your follow-up, you know, I would, I would follow the same structure of like early on strike when it's hot. If, if I said five, like five or six touches in a week, if, if you're just doing text, make it five or six texts in a week. You know, but if but if you're doing emails and texts, like just think about how it all works congruently. You know, it might be a text now, an email in two hours, another text tomorrow, and then another email three days from now. But if you're thinking about that that overall conversation you're giving them, you already know I want to say this via text right now. In an hour, I'm gonna say this via email. Tomorrow I'm gonna send a text that says this. And then my email in two or three days from now, I was going to say this, but so it, I wouldn't, but yeah, that's my answer. It's, it's really going to be what overall journey you want to be giving them. That's going to get uh, entice them to buy based on every, all the other tools you're using in the arsenal. All right, Liam, what if I suck at writing? Do you have a solution for me? Oh gosh, Jason. Thanks so much for asking. It, it turns out I do. Uh, so, so I've got, uh, follow-ups pre-written. They've been proven to make money. I've got a package for both the pressure washing, window cleaning, all exterior cleaning folks, and then a solution for the holiday lighting that just launched this weekend. In fact, so if you, if you are buying into the, 
the urgency of getting your follow-ups in place, which get them in place, even if you don't buy from me, do that. But if you don't want to write it, you just want it to set it, forget it, and then make a bunch of money from it. You can go to shinysherpa.com. That will take you to the package for the pressure washers and window cleaners. Uh, right now it's just two sales pages. If you go to pressure, excuse me, if you go to shinysherpa.com forward slash lights, the holiday lighting package is on sale right now. You get a discount if you use coupon code Jason, by the way. That's me if you didn't know that. J-A-S-O-N. Yeah. And and this is something that you, I know several people have, they bought it from, or a couple people that bought it from when we did the training, and they've had really good success from it. Um, I I like to see, I want to see kind of how the success comes from the the Christmas light stuff. I know it's going to come. And so... That is definitely something that I would consider thinking about doing if you don't want the time to do it. Um, and, you know, is it going to cost you? Yeah. But how much money are you losing by not doing a good follow-up system? You'll, yeah, you'll make your money back very fast. The, the, the I mean, pressure just was- for instance, on a Christmas site job, it's going to cost you less than one Christmas site job. Um, yep. That's what it's going to cost you less than. So if you're following up, you've got you've got a fully loaded arsenal of emails and texts. You're yeah, it's you're gonna make good money. You know, and and I know Lindy right here. Um, I can't use the coupon code Donovan. No, um, it doesn't work as good. Um, but Lindy here, she texted me the other day that they're at, and and this is Christmas lights. You know that she's had ninety bids, and I think they've closed thirteen or fourteen of them. Um, so you know, and they're their average ticket I think is pretty good too. So, um, you know, it's definitely, you know, and, and there, she's not even using this, this here, which it could help our average go up even more. Oh, you know, if we can get our average to go from 15% to 17% close rate, how much more money are you going to make at the end of the day? Right. Right. You know, that's two or three more jobs that just off of that right there. And, and keep in mind too that this is not good just for this season. Like if you buy it now, you're you're good for the holiday lighting season this year. You're good to go for all the seasons, so you don't have to think about it anymore. It's off your plate, and it's going to work. It's going to make you a bunch of money. So I I put a different link in the description, but it's say it one more time. Uh, so for the pressure washers, yep. go to shinysherpa.com. And for the holiday lighting package, shinysherpa.com forward slash lights. How do you but spell that? S-H-I-N-Y-S-H-E-R-P-A.com. And then make sure you put the Jason discount code in there, too, because it'll give you a pretty good discount, I think. So yeah. I don't know yeah. if it will or not, but it might give you like 2% off. So try yeah. definitely do that. So I, w- I won't leave people in suspense. Holiday light. So the, the package for holiday lights is on sale right now. But if you use Jason, you get an additional 10% off. If you use Jason on the pressure washing one, you're going to get 20% off. Yep. So definitely, definitely uh, make sure that you are, um, it, it is worth your time. And I know Chris is going to be at our next Christmas light class in a couple of weeks. Um, so we'll be talking about it there too, when we're there, cause I'm big, I'm big into follow-up, you know, and I'm not just big and oh, this is what Jason says. And I, cause I'm not smart at this stuff. I'll tell you right now, I suck at it. I wish I had better follow-ups when I own my business. Um, because it, the money is in the follow-ups. People don't realize, you know, we will spend, we will spend hundreds of dollars to get Christmas light leads. And then we don't follow up. We're literally pissing away money at that point. We're burning money. And I don't want you to burn money. I want you to make money. I want you to grow your business. And, you know, I'm not going to give, you know, and this kind of goes back to, I don't promote a lot of people. And you know, I don't promote a lot of people, the people that are watching me. I don't promote and say, hey, use this person. But this is one that I'm saying, hey, use this person. You know, I've given a lot of people Ashley's name for Christmas sites for Facebook ads, and she's killing it for people, right? I don't promote a lot of people, but when I do promote people, I I would do it. I wouldn't just be like, oh, that's just helping Jason. No, this is something that's going to help your pocket. 800 bucks, $900 is less than one Christmas site job or 
you know, two pressure washing jobs if you're getting your average up. It's worth it in the end. You're not doing follow-up and you're paying whatever for leads, you're just pissing money away at that point. <coughs> As Ray always says, you either follow up or you fold up. Because if you're not following up, you will fold up because there's a point you won't be able to keep enough leads. This is a way to help keep getting leads. Any last words before we jump off here? Lit, uh, Scott just put <coughs> Liam's follow-ups literally are copy and paste straight into response a bit, and you have to change is the frequency time and that of the email sent. Thank you, Scott. Any last words of uh, <coughs> any last words of wisdom? You know, my, just to echo what you said, I, I really want people to understand copy and messaging can really work for you and make you a bunch of money. So just be thinking about it, get and start with the follow-up sequences. Even if you don't buy from me, just get that in place. Cause like Jason said, that is where the money is. And yeah, it's not an expense. It's at the end of the day, it's going to make you. Money. And then one last question is um, what I like to ask in this one here. Um, I'm going to ask two questions. What book do you like uh, to read? What's a good book that has either motivated you or, will help people get smarter copy specific or just in general well the first one is in general the second one is any books you recommend for copywriting uh i'll i'll answer the copywriting one first since it, that popped up on the screen lee uh check out anything by dan kennedy dan s kennedy is is the guru so check his stuff out for sure he is on. the man. And here's the yeah. thing about Dan Kennedy. He don't even have internet. The dude don't even have internet. And he's kind of retired now, but he's never used internet. If you wanted to get a hold of this dude, you had to fax him is the yeah. only way you could get a hold of Dan Kennedy. He don't have, yeah. and you don't do Zoom calls with him. They don't, they, they don't do none of that stuff. So Russell Brunson just bought his business and yeah. Like they still talk to him. I actually, actually, I talked to another copywriter. I know I'm, don't get me mad, but you'd probably like him too. You probably know he's the dude that does the uh, funnel secrets, um, Edwards. And uh, I actually got to meet him at, um, when I was down there and I got a picture with him and everything. Um, and, and so he actually interviews him every week and they have to do it like on phone. And it's, he's like, it's the craziest thing ever so do what that's that's the magnetic marketing podcast yes the magnetic marketing podcast and and so they don't like they don't have a zoom call they literally like voice it's like the craziest thing ever of how they do it because this dude is like he is so freaking smart but he's like nothing with the internet different things and so yeah but he is super duper smart yeah um the other question about the book or the other non-copywriting book. Yep. A book called Average Sucks by Michael Burnoff. I I got to see him speak. I uh, read his book this summer and that went a long, long way. And it's a, it's a life book and it's a business book. But he talks a lot about getting outside of your comfort zone. And I think that's a lot of what we're talking about tonight, Jason, with the copy. So I would recommend average sucks is a, and it's a, I read it on like an hour and a half plane ride. So it's a, it's a small time commitment, but you're going to get so much out of it. When does the coupon code expire? The, the coupon code does not expire. Cause I've I got, am awesome. I've, and Liam likes me. So that's, okay. I don't know if that's true or not, but. You're awesome. Well, jury's still out if I like you or not yet, Jason. Um, no, uh, I want to take care of uh, of Jason's people, so coupon code doesn't expire. So, Liam, I haven't got to poke much, but um, Liam is, yes, still lives in his mom and dad's basement right now. He's 40, almost 40 years old, and, and you know, he's that typical person that's the Norton. No, he just moved back there, and I had to give him a little crap. Everybody in the class was giving him crap, and it was pretty funny. So, I, 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 I wait. I do have some final words now real quick. Um, no, thanks, Big Rob. Uh, 
I'm visiting my parents near Raleigh and Jason happened to be doing a class. So it was just hilarious. I got dropped off to go speak at Jason's training at Jason and Donovan's training. And my, my parents dropped me off. <laughs> so, so that's the, that's the joke. FYI. And then I, the icing on the cake is his dad walks in and like, where's Liam at? We're like, okay, then. All right, guys. Um, go check out King of Pressure Washing if you want to learn about more about follow-up tomorrow night. We're going to get into a little bit of what he, we're actually going to show you what what not to do. Um, we're going to put um, – Liam's actually got a couple emails of this is an email. This is what not what to write, but this is what to write. Um, and so if you want to go check that out, you can go to King of Pressure Wash also. Um, we are having a training, another training coming up in October in about two or three weeks. Two weeks, October 14th, I believe it is. Um, and so that is a pressure washing and Christmas lights. If you're thinking about getting in Christmas lights, it is not too late to get in Christmas lights. Um, and so this is a hand, both of them are hands on. This isn't watch Jason and Donovan do something. This is watch Jason and Donovan do something. And then it's you get to do it. You get to climb on the roofs. You get to use the pressure washer. You get to use the um, water fed pole. You get to use the X jet. You get to use the pit choppers. And, you know, um, we have a whole training facility where the whole house is at like eye level. So nobody has to get up on ladders, but we also have roofs and pit choppers and, um, we have the shoes. And so these are all the things in this training that we have. And so it is definitely something that if you're looking for training, it is definitely a hands-on, it's a two day. Um, last, last time we had Liam come and speak for an hour, this time we're going to have Chris come and talk about sales. Chris does. Chris should hit seven hundred fifty thousand just in pressure washing alone, um, and so he is an awesome dude. He's he he's got fire. He he knows what he's talking about, um, and so I've asked him. He will get an hour of talking, and he's also learning about Christmas lights. But he is an awesome dude about sales, and that's why I've asked him to talk. And so I would highly, highly recommend you do not want to miss this. This is something that's not just me and Donovan talking, but we actually have other people coming in to help you grow your business. Um, but other than that, I hope you all have a great week. Um, and I know we're getting into that season where some of us pressure washing is starting to slow down a little bit. Some of us pressure washing is starting to pick up as long as the the uh, hurricane didn't wash you all away, um, but it's definitely some things that you all will start picking up at this season, and some of us are slowing down. Um, yes, we're getting that cold weather, and so I hate cold weather. Um, but other than that, um, thank you, Liam, for coming on, and we're going to see everybody later. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. Awesome. Hang on. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I know you found this as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do it here at King of Pressure Wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And give this episode a five-star review. I would appreciate it very much. This helps me get to other people so that they can be successful just like you can be also. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business to give you and your family financial freedom, time freedom, be sure to sign up at thekingofpressurewash.com so you can be the king of pressure washing in your area.